0: One of the big topics in Washington, in the budget deal right now, is the opioid addiction crisis. In fact, in the two-year budget deal that was just negotiated and looks like it'll go through, there are billions and billions of dollars more to assist the states in dealing with the opioid addiction crisis. This is all very interesting considering lots of politicians, including Donald Trump, have talked about it, but there's been precious little action. Well, our friends at Consumer Watchdog are on this as they have been on so many big issues for so long. If you were to go to consumerwatchdog.org right now, you would see on the page on the website right there, make opioid safety a greater priority. And I'm really proud that our friend Jamie Court, the president of Consumer Watchdog, is with us, been with us nearly from the beginning. Every week, C-O-U-R-T is the spelling of Jamie Court. Check out consumerwatchdog.org and you'll see Jamie Court and all of his great colleagues. And Jamie, they've been they've been talking about opioids. It's been people dying by the thousands are we going to get some progress or is it just a bunch of hot air and thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman show?
1: Well, it's always great to be here. Norman. this is so important. Um, you know, we've worked with a lot of families and consumer watchdogs who've died because of a doctor overdoses, doctor prescribed overdoses because of, you know, patients who are addicts and we're getting drugs, you know, from their doctors in a tremendous quantities. And there are, there is a way to deal with this. Uh, we talked, you know, about the opioid crisis, and, and the president does and, and, and state leaders do. The simple way to deal with the growing crisis is to deal with prescribed drugs, which is driving the opioid crisis. The drugs they are not coming from pushers on a corner, and that's what you know is not really understood clearly by President Trump, who yesterday the way to deal with the opioid crisis is to crack down on the pushers and the criminals and be tough. It's coming from doctors. Now he's not ready to crack down on the doctors and be tough with them very few politicians are because the medical lobby is very powerful but the way to do it the proven way is to at least require the doctors before they prescribe narcotics at least for the first time to a patient to check existing state databases that keep track of all the medications dispensed in by whom in the state and to whom we have this in California it's a database the euphemism for it is cures uh, and it is a database that keeps track of all the prescriptions it's been recently upgraded most states have this uh, and we have a law that says the doctors have to check the database before prescribing narcotics for the first time. That way they know if they're prescribing it to an addict uh, or if they're prescribing it to someone who just got a prescription in the emergency room or if they're prescribing it to someone who legitimately needs it and then they're accountable for that prescription. Unfortunately, in California, uh, we have passed legislation two years ago to do this, and our Attorney General, Javier Becerra, who is no fan of Trump's on, on immigration and other matters, Hasn't certified the database uh, in order for the mandate for doctors to check the database before prescribing narcotics goes into effect. Now, this database was upgraded through budgetary software fixes uh, at least a year ago and went online. Twice the number of doctors are voluntarily using it as we're using it previously, but basically, our attorney general hasn't bothered to hire for the position and turn the the bureaucracy that needs to certify that it's ready for use into being used and after being grilled in the legislature about it uh, his representative said oh no we're going to get it online by this summer it should have been online at least a year ago uh, So doctors had this mandate the same kind of inattention is what we're seeing out of the federal government with president trump who finally is asking for some money for the opioid crisis uh... he's held a lot of uh... discussions at his uh, golf club on this but what's really needed is the pragmatic tracking of these prescriptions and to stop the doctors from prescribing uh, narcotics to addicts and to make the doctors accountable when they prescribe narcotics to addicts. Cause there's a whole group of pain uh, doctors who make a lot of money. Every time they see a patient, they get a hundred bucks to, and they write a prescription and the patient accumulates the drugs and they become addicts. So there's all sorts of levels of this epidemic, but the, the, the easiest, cheapest, simplest way to do it is to keep the doctors accountable for uh, checking to make sure they're not, writing prescription addicts and if they are you know we know they've checked and we know they're doing it willingly and then we have to go after the doctors who've done it that's simple and yet because the medical lobby and the drug companies have so much power in the state the gears of moving towards that are going slow even in a democratic state like california and the president isn't seizing on what is the simplest solution to this problem and if he
0: were serious about it he would well, Jamie, this is a fascinating point because from the remarks yesterday from Trump, he said it sounds like he's got that same old 1950s view of opioids. As some people go down to the corner and they meet some, you know, non-white person who's you know scruffy and hasn't bathed in days, and you know they're buying stuff illicitly on the black market. and He's going to get tough because this is how the guy's brain works, and it's so radically divorced from reality. And Jamie, it seems to me that once we focus in on the doctors and say that the pushers are the medical doctors and the doctors are of course being fed this stuff by the pharmaceutical industry so once we take on the doctors and the pharmaceutical industry why is it a surprise that things slow down Jamie how do we overcome the opposition of the doctors and the pharmaceutical industry
1: well we overcome it by confronting them with the reality that the the vast majority of opioids that are killing people, the majority of opioid deaths are generated by doctor prescribed prescriptions. Uh, we don't need a black market because we got a white market for opioids. The drug companies come in, they sell doctors on the idea that it's good to push these, uh, this pain relief, that patients shouldn't be in pain. They come in with the idea, you know, the marketing reps are going to be pushing certain types of drugs. And they don't emphasize the dangers. And doctors are starting to get wise to that, good doctors. Some doctors are making a lot of money on what we call you know, the pill mills. And kids, it's generally young kids, but sometimes also senior citizens, are the biggest victims of these, of these doctors. And so it's the white coats that are the problem, not the black market. And the president needs to be educated because that's a documented fact. The drug companies are staying very much in the background because they don't want to be blamed for killing people, but they're also sending their marketing reps in. They're whining and dining the doctors. They are uh, they are pushing the pills on the doctors who are pushing the pills on the patients. And it's very hard when a patient's in pain to not give them a the pill, but they need to keep a cap on that prescription. And remarkably, insurance companies, which are usually our foes, are doing a better job of limiting how much doctors can prescribe. They're about the only police in the market. And that's terrible when the insurance companies are the only police because they don't do a great job of policing anyone. Anyway.
0: Well, they care about and the I'll, money. They don't want to spend all this money the, on pills. They right? don't want to spend the money.
1: So they have a financial interest, but we have these databases, which we know which doctors prescribe the biggest uh, amount of opioids. We know which doc- patients are using the biggest amount of opioids. And even though it's only uh, law enforcement that keeps the database and you need a subpoena to figure it out, if it's a patient, we can give every doctor in America access to such a database. If, if it isn't one that's built in a state, it should be built. Most of the states have the databases. And the doctors should have a mandate to check the databases before prescribing the narcotics. That way, good doctors will not prescribe if they're prescribing someone who's had too many narcotics in too short a time. And even the bad ones will maybe think twice about it because they know there's a record in that database of what they've done that can be easily checked by another doctor. And maybe that other doctor might turn them in.
0: Well, we're talking to our friend, Jamie Court. If you don't know Jamie Court, it's spelled C-O-U-R-T, just like going to court. And Consumer Watchdog does go to court for consumers, but they do a lot more than that. Check them out at consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie, on this issue of doctors and pills and databases, I have to bring in a legal and kind of a civics issue, which bears directly on this, which is that doctors are licensed and regulated by the states. And of course, doctors are also regulated by the federal government with regard to their license to dispense drugs. So that we have, you have to get a license from the federal government as a medical doctor to be able to to prescribe pills. So, you know, you've got kind of this dual licensing thing. And as you have noted here, there are these databases now in most of the states and the states, of course, you know, politicians are very turf conscious, very jurisdiction protective. And so they want to make sure that the big, bad federal government isn't encroaching on their turf of regulating doctors and regulating the medical profession like they've traditionally done in the states. So Jamie, how do we get either cooperation between the two layers of government or alternatively, how do we get the federal government to use its power, you know, as as a licensor of the medicine to tell the states you got to do this or the states just tell the feds you're not doing the job. We'll step up. Jamie, how do we get one or the other of them to make this thing happen? Well, I think
1: that the states uh, are being lobbied heavily by the, the state medical associations not to make this happen. We had the opposition of the California Medical Association on our bill uh, two years ago. Ultimately, it passed uh, overwhelmingly, uh, despite that opposition. But then, in the regulatory process, uh, the doctors and the bureaucracy have slowed down the transition to make the law actually take effect. And I think you're seeing that in state house after state house. Very few legislators want to call out moneyed interests interest like the drug companies and the doctors. And there are too few consumer groups to push them to do so. At the federal level, I think the federal uh, drug administration could probably make some changes. I think the DEA could make some changes. The DEA, by the way, is the greatest enforcer of uh, drug laws in this uh, country in terms of putting doctors away who overprescribe. Whenever we have a death from an overprescription that seems suspicious, it's the DEA that takes action. They usually take action before the medical board even just takes, goes after the doctor's license involved. In many cases, we've had doctors who've been criminally convicted before the medical boards in, the, in, in California. The medical board in California has even bothered to, to investigate the license of the physician. So the state medical boards need to be not controlled by the doctors. They need to be public member majorities. They need to be much more active. The DEA has been the principal engine. And, and their principal tool, by the way, is this Cures database where they can check doctor's usage and see if someone smells bad. And then they usually do an undercover strain. We had a doctor uh, who was uh, he was practicing out of a Starbucks, literally, taking people's blood pressure at, at Starbucks and then prescribing uh, opioids to them. Wow. Uh, wow. You know, th- that, that is how the DE and the DA the got it. The DEA is doing an amazing job. So, so quadruple the budget for the DEA, make a mandate federally that they have access to these state databases. All they've got to do is look at the top pill-writing doctors, see if they're in a practice that actually warrants it, and then investigate them. So it is all very, very doable, but it is politically unpopular with the medical association to be policing the doctors that are the pushers. And if Trump is true to his word, he will go after the doctors because they are the pushers of this epidemic.
0: Wow. Jamie, this is a fascinating topic with all that's going on now. It's hard for this issue to get the kind of attention it deserves, but it does deserve a lot of attention. I'm really glad it's on the front page right here at consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie, I've got to leave it there, but your note about the DEA I know is a correct one because when I get a prescription from my doctor for whatever it is, he's got his DEA license number right there on the prescription because it's required as a matter of the law that you have to have your DEA license. and so. The, the doctors are afraid of the DEA a whole lot more than they are of the medical associations. Jamie, this is a fascinating topic. I wish the DEA would go after the doctors more than they go against people that they're smoking a little cannabis. But we'll leave that discussion for another day. If you don't know Jamie Court, by all means, go to ConsumerWatchdog.org. And if you do know ConsumerWatchdog.org, check in regularly at ConsumerWatchdog.org and see what they're doing for consumers. Jamie, thanks so much. Always appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Noah.